He looks ridiculous riding horse. He's too fucking big. <laughs> also, no, let's not talk about the ridiculousness of Sly. Of Sly. Like, just so much human growth hormone. <laughs> fucking size of his giant hands. It's like he's got giganticism or something. Sometimes you don't understand how black and Mexican's heart, I mean, a man's heart can be. That's <laughs> kind of sums it up. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, that's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello! So we now live in a world for the sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots, and we understand that sometimes life gets in the way and you're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to discuss our thoughts on the highs and lows of some of the biggest franchises in cinema history before we find out if the new one is worth seeing. I emphasise that <laughs> because of what we're doing this week. This week, we are reviewing the newly released Rambo Last Blood, directed by Adrian Grunberg. Greg's brother. <laughs> probably. Maybe. And starring Sylvester Stallone. Well, so this is Rambo Last Blood. So, <laughs> um, do you remember about ten years ago they made an old Rambo uh, uh, movie where it was old man Rambo? Yep. They made another one, and now he's even older man Rambo. Um, and in this one, he's back home on American soil, and no, no, shen- no, 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 shenanigans no, no. So ensue. What, like, what, what, what they did was they made two films back to back. And then they released this one ten years later because uh, this isn't a 2019 film. I it's think it is. No, I think it is the two- least 2019 no, film very, or the most 2019 the most film. Yeah, no. It, well, I tell you what, it is a 2017 film. <laughs> is what it is. It's it's an immediate reaction to a 2016 event, and then this is the movie that comes out after it. Or it inspires a 2016 event that happened and is the rallying cry <laughs> for a bunch of people who were Certain. happy about that 2016 event. If I'm being too subtle, I'm talking about the Trump election, okay? The election of Donald Trump, because this, I mean, it's really difficult to separate politics from this. I want to, I really want to be able to just turn that off and just enjoy it as an action movie, but... The problem is, having watched all the Rambo films in the last like week or so, because I'd never seen them until just yeah. now, they've always been overtly political. Yeah, All of them have been. Like, the first one is about v- uh, veterans coming home from Vietnam and being spat on in the street and not being welcome in the country and being yeah. driven out. That is like very, very political. And then it, they get more... like They're silly as in their like politicisation of like some really complex... Um, stuff as the films go on, but they've always been political and worn that on their sleeve. Yeah. And in this one, it is very, very clear what the politics are, and it's tough to watch from the standpoint of myself, who I consider myself a left-wing sort of liberal, I guess. So watching this, where basically the message of the movie is Mexico bad, America good. Yeah, so... (laughs) Principally, this is Rambo 
has a surrogate daughter who gets into some trouble south of the border. No, no, no. Mexico and, kills her. And then he... Because gets, Mexico. He gets revenge on Mexico. Yeah, because her father goes to Mexico and he's therefore an evil man. Yep. Um, and everything about him is evil, and and they and don't go to Mexico because her friend goes to Mexico, and she's pure evil. She's evil now. Um, everyone's everyone in Mexico is evil. So if you yeah. go to Mexico, you also nothing good can go come of going to Mexico. There is one non-evil. There are two non-evil Mexicans in this film. Yeah, and even that, and they are the ones with the lighter skin. Yeah, one's a doctor. Yeah. Um, one's an independent journalist. Whatever the fuck that means. And then felt like she had a bigger role at some point, but <sighs> then it was cut out. Oh, mate, I don't know. It just So, <laughs> to sort of get into... To put it lightly, I'm going to say um, I don't care about spoiling this film. Because it's rubbish, and you shouldn't see it, mm. and you shouldn't. Like I, I get. Hang on, let me take a step back. If you have any sort of political sensibilities regarding right and left wing politics, if you have any comprehension of how Donald Trump is swelling certain politics politics at the moment, mm. and if you are have any sort of comprehension of populism within politics, really don't go and see this film. It'll make you very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, there is, there is some enjoyment to having this film, mm. but it would have been before Donald Trump vilified people from Mexico. Yeah. It's that we've got some bad hombres coming over here and they're like, and they're, and like there are shots of what the wall and there is like elements where they break through the border, and it's very, it's like it's really obvious. And it's just like, but it's like I was saying to you before we came in, like I kind of w- I wish I could just turn my brain off from that and just enjoy yeah. it. As no, it's a it's a revenge action movie. Guy goes out, kills a bunch of bad guys. Mm-hmm. And what got me about that is that I wish I could have enjoyed it like that. And we had basically some guys sat behind us who were very vocal. Um, and they were very like every time there was because the, there's some really violent like gnarly kills in this, yeah. And every time that happened, they'd be they'd react. They'd be like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck!" Like, yeah. oh, oh. but the thing with that is right, it was annoying. But I have, I've also reacted like that to violence in films before, mm-hmm. and I think like the thing that I come back to is like watching John Wick three yeah. earlier this year in the cinema. There were some kills within that film which I did the, I did the same thing mm-hmm. like when he kills the guy with the book mm-hmm. at the beginning of John Wick I'm like oh fuck and I like well but yeah I think the difference is with stuff like John Wick and even stuff like The Raid they're like cartoon violence that yeah. over the they exist in a world that is out so far removed from the real world mm-hmm. whereas Rambo is trying to be the real world <laughs> Like yeah. they try and ground it and have like conversations with her about going to. Do you know what I mean? They try and make it realistic. Yeah, in principally a way. Rambo is a very, very troubled man. Yeah, who at one point we quite clearly see that he's got medication that he's supposed to be taking. Yeah, and throws it away, yeah. and then 
ends up on this mass murder spree. Yeah. But like which which and this is this is one of the things that I want to address is that one of the things that I do have is that we do live in a world where there are massive swings to the left and right within the media. Mm-hmm. So you have people like like almost the entire cast of Shield, for example, mm-hmm. who are very very outspoken against Donald Trump because they are people that have come from immigrant families or have come from sort of liberal backgrounds mm-hmm. or have got very strong opinions on certain things. And then when you get to something like this, and you see that this is quite heavily right-wing, mm. and then you see that people from Mexico are the villains, in a not in any way, shape or form, subtle way. Right. But it's it's done in a way that almost... And it's done in a way that I was watching it and I was like, is this a comedy? Yeah, it's like, is, it a, is this a parody? Yeah. Like, it felt like, almost like Team America yeah. style, like, the, these are, this is a satire, where it's like, you know, can you imagine, like, this is what, like, they think the Mexicans are? Yeah. Like, or it's like Because this me- is, like, this is some sort of weird pornographic film yeah. for people that hate, but that think yeah, that exactly. everybody like- in Mexico is a criminal cartel can just take a set of steps under the border and turn up and start attacking middle-aged white men in their, yeah, on their porches in their rocking chairs. Yeah, he literally starts putting down landmines. Yeah, what I loved about that, like, I was really hoping that, like, as that was happening, so he does he does the big tooling up scene, which goes on for fucking ages. Yeah, and it's like it's the Home Alone style. Yeah. Rambo, which, like, on principle, I would love to see that. That sounds like really good fun. But unfortunately, because of the context of everything, it just sort of yeah. sucks the fun out of it. But, like, I would love it. Like, he's putting all these traps in place and everything. And I'm like, at this point in the film, all that's happened is you've taken this girl and she's died on the way home. And that's it. So, like, they have no reason to come after you. No. Nope. So I would have loved it if it was just a case of this old man, like, creating this, in- this incredible fortress with a fucking moat and everything. And then just sitting there... And nothing happening. And just and then it cuts to like 10 years later. And then uh, Rock, Rambo died of a stroke in his sleep. The end. Rambo last blood. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and that's it. Like, like, honestly, that could have been like a really, like, it's strange. Because I was thinking about it on the way back, right? I'm thinking what would have been a better thing for them to have done for the final Rambo movie. And I feel like it would have been really interesting if they had actually gone into, because it's always been a reflection of what the conflicts are at the time. Yeah. So it started off with Vietnam and continued with Vietnam. And then it went, they had the whole Afghanistan thing in Mm -hmm. Rambo three. And that's sometimes, and that's quite interesting because now you go back and it's like in that movie, um, the, the Afghan people and essentially the, the Mujahideen, I think they are, Mm -hmm. who are now basically the Taliban. Um, are the heroes? They're like yeah. John's mates. Who it's then... literally said at the end. Yeah, of the and film. then at the end of the movie, the film is dedicated to the brave people of Afghanistan. Yeah, and so that and now everyone sort of watches that now, and it's like like that. And like, there's been rumours about like people like changing the um, it being changed after nine eleven, which never has it actually. Yeah, it's different. Wow. Anyway, so when I was thinking about what this could have been, it would have been really interesting if they had got into like the Middle East conflicts and like what Afghanistan now and have it be like 
that some commentary on the fact that when last time I was here, you were my friends and now you're my enemies because that's just the way the world works. Everything turns, everything changes and mm -hmm. that's the way war works and all the rest of it. That would have been interesting. Instead, no, he's going to fight Mexico. Yeah. He's going to fight Mexico. What do you mean he's going to fight Mexico? He's going to fight Mexico, the concept of Mexico, all the people in Mexico, because mm -hmm. they're all criminals, they're all drug addicts. Like, they're like, my friend, my, my friend was there. I never liked her. She's the worst. She's, don't go to Mexico. It's like the. Yeah, she's <laughs> a bad girl. And, it, but that, and that's the thing. The only time you see positivity out of this is in this weird sort of. I don't know. It just. A lot of that film made me really quite uncomfortable. Because I was thinking, I, yeah, like I said, I wish I could. This is some it. sort of weird propaganda piece. Yeah, it's what it felt like, and I'm not saying that I'm, as as I will say to anyone, I'm not particularly considered to right or left. I would consider myself like a centrist left. Mm. If anything, I do believe in like the centrist sort of economy. Yeah, like the way that the things should work. I don't yeah. believe that communism is functional but at the same time i don't believe that capitalism in its present sense is truly no. functional yes. but at the same time there are points where i'm thinking you know when we watch something like oh, i don't know it's john wick is the one i keep coming back to like john wick is john but, wick but then is, the thing with john wick is there are bad guys that are out to kill him yeah but it's like yeah but and it's like but it's still a revenge movie yeah. And you get that visceral, like, oh, fuck yeah. And you like seeing him kick some ass. Yeah. Whereas and these people that he's killing are, are bad. Are bad. Yeah. And no, I get that. But it's just the case of they are, they're a stereotype. Yes. Whereas I guess with John Wick, there's not so much a stereotype as a collection of evil. I suppose they even are. To start with, like in the first John Wick, they're a bunch of Russian gangsters. Yeah. So it is a kind of a stereotype. But then it just but expands they exist out within that. that world. Yeah, and again, it's the way they're able to separate it and have it be that, because it feels like, with the long shots and everything in John Wick, it feels like a video game type. Mm -hmm. And even little subtle things, like the way they do the um, the subtitles yeah. on John Wick, makes it feel like comic book. Yeah. And that's this the thing. is like, like brutal they... reality. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, some of the shit in this is like really fucking brutal. Like, it became... Like, well, like we say, the final kill. Yeah. I. There were a few people in that cinema that were laughing. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, because it had become so ridiculous. Like, what I heard someone say, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and, but, like, this thing, like, it balances, it does that, but then at the same time, there was some just oh, fucking horrible shit. Like, anything to do with the violence against the girls. Yeah. All that stuff. And they just, yeah. and the fucking. Because it's. What's frustrating about it is that that stuff does happen and it is fucking horrific, but like they're, it's they're leveraging that to make some sort of political point. Yeah. And it's I'm like, getting to the point now where I'm fed mm. up of, uh, and this is, I don't want to sound preachy, but I'm getting to a point where I'm fed up with films that use stuff like sexual assault as a framing device because it's, something that can only happen to a woman mm. and then the big strong white man comes in and saves the day yeah. by killing the man that did the rape. Mm. And you think, and it's just getting to a point now and you're like, it's so fucking reductive. It's 2019. And that's, uh, yeah, that's the thing. This is made for Rambo fan. It's made for Stallone. Yeah. And his generation. 
Yeah. So that it's like it's this it's this fantasy that like they can be the big like you say the big strong white man who can defeat everybody. Yeah. Even though these men are like better armed, better prepared, and younger, and like and should yeah. in all honesty should be able to destroy him. Like he shouldn't have survived that first encounter when they're all no. kicking the shit out of him. Like that's it. He's dead. He's a seventy-year-old man. Yeah. He was not going to survive that. He's dead. Yeah. Like, but no. But in this, because it's a fantasy, that is just this wish fulfillment for these yeah. Trump supporters. It's like no. Then he gets back up, and then he comes back to Mexico and fucking, and he nails them, and he kicks yeah. their ass, and then they, and he gets them, he gets them to chase him back across the border into America, which is like, no, no, that would never happen. No. I mean, no, 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 no. You're talking complete bollocks. Like, like, I almost feel like it could have been a thing, like, if he'd gone out in a blaze of glory and, like, he'd been this sort of, this ill-thought-out, like, yeah, I don't know. It feels really like a very transparent propaganda piece for the hard, sort of, Trumpist, right-wing, NRA, flag-waving... Yeah, like, like he... I get like when people say about like certain films like waving a flag for the liberal agenda, I get that because some films are a bit like that. Yeah, I mean but the Marvel the same films time... have been criticised for that. Yeah, like particularly like your Captain Marvels and your Black Panthers. Yeah, um, and Disney just generally. So like the big franchises like that, and like a lot of people criticise the new Star Wars films for being like social justice warrior and everything. And to be fair, they I think in terms of popular culture. If there's a war going on, they're winning that war. Yeah. Because they are owning the big franchises. But every now and then you get one of these, which is like uh the the opposite. Mm-hmm. The sort of knee-jerk reaction back to it. Yeah. In cultural terms. Like in the polit- political terms, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson are the fucking two leaders of the of these countries that we're talking about. Yeah. But on the big screen, everything's fairly liberal until you get something like this every now and then. Mm-hmm. And you're reminded that, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> there is all that. <laughs> yeah, and it is the classic white saviour, middle-aged man fantasy film. Yeah, and that has been, again, that's something that is a traditional yeah. Rambo thing. Like, you know, going back through all the other previous ones, like, you know, in the fourth one, it's like these poor, helpless civilians, and mm-hmm. then the big, strong white men come in and sort everything out. They're the only way they could possibly... Because it's just yeah. they're a bunch of just people like living in a village who just get completely fucking slaughtered yeah. until Rambo turns up. Same thing in the third one; he's fighting with the Taliban, and they can't possibly defeat the Russians until he turns up. Yeah, and there's like the really transparent thing of like they're showing him this sport they play where they like drag around a carcass of a, a goat or whatever, yeah. and he's like, he goes, "Yeah, okay, I'll give it a go." Jumps up on a horse and immediately is better than all the other men. Yeah, because he's a white man, and they love him and they're clapping him and it's like, "Oh my god, Rambo, you're the best. We love you, Rambo." Yeah. Will you take us with you? Take us with you to America. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, and it's always been like that. So it's like, it, in a way, I kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know, but it just comes, you can forgive it more when you're watching the old ones because it comes from that innocent time. Mm-hmm. Whereas this doesn't have that excuse. It's just, yeah. it's so sort of tone deaf. And that's the thing, dude, was it, when we say about like it, being a more innocent time, like we, we, there was still a great deal of cynicism back then. There was a lot of politics hasn't really moved that far, unfortunately. No, I don't know if, since well, like the eighties, because mm. you still look and we still have issues about like there's homophobic and racial hate crime are on the rise again. Mm. There's the rise of like the extreme right wing, yeah, 
there's which in the UK, for example, is the fastest growing terror threat. Yeah, this was was announced this week. Um, that's not to say that that that's the only thing. I mean, that they still say that jihadists is, is the highest threat that we have, mm. but the fastest growing is from the far extreme far right. And when you get something like this that is definitively seems to be making this statement. Mm. You think because yeah, one of the one of the things that I'll put, put point a finger to and say, if this film is a counterpoint to the social justice warriors yeah. of Marvel and D- Disney and DC and these other companies that are saying, ah, oh, this isn't your granddad's, yeah, this isn't your daddy superhero. This one's. A lady. Yeah. Right. That's called diversity. Yeah. This is a big step back. Yeah. Because it, it is... It could be a country and western song. Because he drives a pickup truck. He sits on the porch in a rocking chair with his collections of guns mm. and his knives that he makes himself. So he's this good old boy. Keeps a 1911 pistol in, in the glove box of his car and goes out and kills Mexicans on the reg. It's such a shame because, like, I, like I say, I think one of the strength, one of the good things that comes out of the Rambo, one of the best things that I remember from Rambo 2 is he has this line right at the end where he's just like, he's talking about the POWs that he's just saved. Yeah. And he's saying that with this particular war, like the men who went over and died in Vietnam or men who came back from Vietnam having suffered were like spat on in the streets because it was such yeah. an unpopular war, which had never happened before. And he he has this line where it's something like, we just want our country to love us as much as we love it. Yeah. That was a really strong sentiment. And like, that's the kind of thing where they, what they could have done for this one. They could, it could have, have been make it about support the troops. Yeah. Because everyone can get behind that. That's one of those things that can cross the political divide. Mm-hmm. Like even the, whether you're right or to the left, if there's a guy over there who's putting his life on the line and like it, you know, stuff like the Invictus games where you see yeah. these guys who've had, who've got blown up on an IED in Afghanistan because they were serving their country, whether you, regardless of the politics of whether they should have been there or not, you respect that man. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end of it. And like that could, like, if you'd made some sort of movie about that and have that be the messaging mm-hmm. of it, then you could have done something yeah. really special with this. It could one. have been so much, better. and it would have been, and dedicated it to the troops at the and like because that's yeah. what he's meant to be about. He's meant to be a symbol for the American military. Yeah, and instead he's ended up being this symbol for the American, like nationalism and far right and it's yeah. and it's like it's just such a shame that he's gone from what he was in first blood mm-hmm. which is you know the vietnam that yeah wanting a bit of respect from his country to this now this paragon of trump's america yeah. it's like it's, that journey is just fucking it's depressing it's, i don't want to talk it, about it, it anymore. Is, yeah <laughs> and it is quite saddening because there is so much potential that could have been done with this mm. There's so much that could have been done and it could have, yeah, it could have been accused of being a bit preachy and trying to break down walls or do something. But the the thing is, it's so unsubtle with a lot of the things that it, yeah. that it just absolutely fails on anything that could have been yeah, just, functional. 
like I say, it's, it's so unsubtle. It's so ham-fisted that you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. You can't just, like, I thought, because I read sort of little bits and pieces, and I saw something to do with, like, the right-wing elements of it. I thought, I'm going to try and switch my brain off from that and just enjoy the action and stuff. And you can't. You, no. you can't. You, it's just, it's so blatant and in your face mm. that there's no way around it. It's just yeah. like, yeah, oh, no, it is that film. That's exactly what this is. It's like, oh, fuck but yeah, it is, and it is a shame because the thing is, there is good fun to be had with some of the Rambo's. And like, the last one was, like, four and five are quite tricky. Mm. Like, so this and John Rambo is quite tricky because it is again, it's the white savior complex of, yeah. and then them using exploit like the the exploitation MacGuffin of that film is is like murdering villages and like just a abhorrent war crime. Oh yeah, but also, you know, go into the enemy camp, save all the white people, leave all the indigenous like, people indigenous people to get raped and killed. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> like And it's like yeah, and it's and then the violence is the only answer. Yeah, that's his that's the whole philosophy of the fourth one is that they there's a bunch of people and they actually like talk it out. Yeah. More so than they do in this. They have the whole like philosophical debate about whether you can change things by like through humanitarian aid and things like that. Or whether and he's like, No, you the only way you can change things is with violence. And at the end Turns out Rambo's right. The only way you can change things is violence. Mm-hmm. So that film's got all kinds of fucking problems in it. Yeah. Um, but that's... Why yeah. not you do something... Even that isn't as problematic as this one, though. No. Like... <laughs> He's still going out and killing people, like indigenous people on their own soil. Yeah. But this one doesn't feel... Right with the current political climate, yeah. Because in every other movie up to this point, he's been fighting soldiers, yeah, in a uniform fighting a war mm-hmm. on behalf of a country. Do you know what I mean? And for whatever reason, like we're ju- we were just saying about you know respect the troops and all the rest yeah. of it. But when you're, it removes it slightly. Yeah, when you it's like killing a stormtrooper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's removed. Whereas with these, it's just it's a bunch of Mexicans who. It's, why and, it's so easy to have Nazis as the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is like, and they're, but they're everything about them is stereotypical, like cartel gangbanger. Like some of them are running around with like gold plated AK forty sevens. It's like for mm. fuck's sake, really? This is GTA. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> and the thing, and you're like, okay, I'm sure that happens in certain parts. And well, yeah, like but, I'm not but saying if you're making it so that I don't know. They 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 talk about like there's a line when he says. They said, oh, we, we need to call the police. And he says, oh, the police can't operate below the border. And down there, they just don't do anything. And you're like, wow. Yeah, but it's the fact that, like, the minute she crosses over into Mexico, like, it suddenly turns into this, like, fucking third world... Hell. Hell hole, yeah. And everything's like, uh, everyone's just looking at her. And, like, and it's, like, it's like some They're sort of... some sort of predatory state. criminal. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like... I didn't even bother. Like, I thought that maybe she'd like she drive through like downtown Mexico where everything's all right, and then she gets into the slums and realizes this is where her father is. Yeah. But no, it didn't even do that. She just no. immediately from America, everything's fine to mm-hmm. hell on earth, and that's it. And it's like there is no in between. The minute you cross that border, you may as well be like, it's yeah. like, well, you went to Mexico, you deserve to pay the price. Yeah. This is what happens. You went to go and find some family member of yours from Mexico. And that, you pay, yeah, and you pay, you get. and you pay the ultimate price. That's what you get. 
Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, man. I, ugh. But yeah. Then and then, but then I'm just like thinking, I'm not saying there are no bad people in Mexico. Great example of a much better movie. Sicario. Sicario, Sicario 2. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Those two movies. Watch them. Much more like, and it's like they, because Sicario 2 is really good in that. It's about how a young kid gets like indoctrinated into it. Yeah. But actually treats it with sensitive, like, not sensitivity so much, but like it actually examines some of the sociological issues yeah. within it. Whereas this is just like, well, you're a man, you're a Mexican man, you must be a piece of shit. Yeah. That's it. There's that that's it. That, that, unless you're a doctor. In which yeah. case you're benevolent because you're a doctor in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> I mean <laughs> Oh like ah! There are points in this Shit. film. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. There's a scene which is almost stolen from John Wick 2. Oh, well, the, yeah, the, in the yeah, in the tunnel. I think it's a combination of John Wick 2 and Skyfall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's John Wick 2, Skyfall, Home Alone. Yeah. And it plays out like a horror film. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, does. it doesn't pull any punches. It's a, no, there's I'm, a point when somebody's head is almost split into three pieces and like there are shots when somebody will have their head completely cleaved off. There are shots where somebody has their head completely shot off. There's, there's shots when somebody gets their leg cut off. And there are these scenes in there and you're like, I get that there's a there's a market for like wanton violence and like graphic exploitation. Yeah. There's a market for that. John Wick. John Wick. But like imagine hostile yeah. because that's the same existence of torture porn with it that exists in this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a scene early on which at that point I was like this film is almost irredeemable now. When he <laughs> So it involves somebody's rib, I believe. Yeah, that's that's the first bit of full-on violence as well in the whole film. Yeah, um, is it like isn't his collarbone? I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. But well, yeah, he rips the guy's if, fucking. If like, it's his collarbone, then it's totally defied any sort of law of physics. Because physics co- don't matter. Like, Shut up! Like the don't talk to me about physics, the and Rambo. That, the, the way that the. <laughs> The way that, that, yeah, just only speaking from experience from somebody has very seriously damaged their collarbone and um, has to get it checked every once in a while because, um, pull the curtain back a bit, I once broke my collarbone and didn't know. Yep, sounds about right. And uh, it's caused me lifelong issues um, to the point that I once got an x-ray and they said, hmm, when did you break your collarbone? And I said, I don't know. They said, oh, well, it's kind of healed. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, there's... I don't know what else to say about this film, really. Like, there's no real score to speak of. The direction's pretty standard. The plot is abysmal. The plot... Like, the script feels like it was written in crayon. It doesn't even feel like it was written. It feels like it's somebody going, and then what we should do, and then somebody's gone... Yeah, make up some words about that. Shall I write it down? Nah, fuck it. Just tell that man to make it up. 
It doesn't feel. It doesn't ever feel like any thought has gone into this. It's such a shame as well because it's, like Stallone is a good actor. Yeah, and he's trying. Like there are scenes where you can see he's trying to do something, but he's got this crap dialogue. And it's like if you had done something, if you'd let other creatives come in and do something like they did with the Creed series. Yeah, and let them tell the story, then you and put your set like trust in like in the way that he trusted Ryan Coogler to continue yeah, Rocky's story. Exactly. And if you'd done the same thing now and that like were, had found a director or a writer and said, okay, I want to make another one. Let's make it together. What do you think? And then work with them. Then you could have had something special, but for whatever reason he's, because he, he's got a script credit on this as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and, and like he directed the last one for whatever reason, like he, he's determined to keep making Rambo movies, isn't he? It's like the, like Rambo, because this is really weird the way those two franchises like launch off of each other. So like he had Rocky Balboa came out in 2006 yeah, and he had some success with that. And then he felt, okay, I'm going to revise my other character. I'm going to make Rambo. And he made another Rambo, Rambo, John, John Rambo. Rambo or Rambo four or whatever the fuck it's called. And like, and it wasn't that like, people didn't get on board with it. It didn't like spawn another one or anything like that. And that was the end of it. And it's like, but he directed it himself and wrote it himself. And and it's like, he's forcing it. He's willing it into the existence out of sheer will. Yeah. And it's just like, you could do like, everyone's loving what you're doing with Rocky at the moment. Just stop it. It's fine. Yeah. Like you got, you were nominated for an Oscar for Creed. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, everything's fine. Stop, stop making Rambo. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's the thing. So, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, like these films have got writing credits from like the guy that wrote Wire Up, the guy that wrote the Hurricane film, yeah, Passenger Fifty Seven, <laughs> uh, okay, Highway to Heaven, um, but yeah, so it's, it's a guy called Dan Gordon, mm. right? And um, to give you a slight indication of Dan Gordon. That's oh, right, his that, profile picture right, on IMDb. <laughs> is a picture of him just with what I'm not an expert on guns, but that looks like it's some sort of assault rifle. But sure, I mean, maybe he was in the forces, so good on him. But at the same time, like, it's a very strange <laughs> sort of connection. This is a guy, Dan Gordon, uh, Matthew Sorolnik. And Sylvester Stallone. And the guy, Matthew Saronic, has done a thing called Absentia, which I've never heard of. Up, Saints for Sinners, which I've never heard of. Um, yeah, so he's done a lot of these. I'm, I've not heard of any of them. Some of them might be okay, but... But like you say, get somebody that knows what they're doing. Like somebody that really knows what they're doing. I mean, the other guy, the guy that wrote White Herb, seems to know what's going on. But then, if he, if he wrote this, then it does have some worrying concerns. Yeah, but then also it's Stallone. Like, how much were... of this is coming from Stallone? That's the thing. That's the worrying thing. Because, yeah, it is. Because he's there has been some talk as well. Talking about the other franchise, there has been the said in an interview about some idea he had for another Rocky film. Yeah. With an immigrant coming over from the border and, like, it's going to be some sort of Mexican... And so similar themes that he's talked about doing with this other Rambo... Uh, Rocky movie. And like, this is after having previously said that he was done with the character after uh, Creed 2. 
And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't fuck it up now. Don't get all political and crazy in your old age now. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't, don't fucking do a Charleston Heston. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, everything, everything's okay right now. Don't go all cold dead hands on us. Because the thing about... The thing about... Like, that's, what's not, that's what's not adding up to me here. It's because this feels very much like a... Like I said before, like this hard right mm. propaganda piece against Mexican... Well, against Mexico. Yeah. But then Sylvester Stallone himself has been this very outspoken supporter of Andy Ruiz, who's the present world heavyweight boxing champion, who recently beat Anthony Joshua and is going to have a rematch before the end of the year. And he's like, yeah, you're the true Rocky. Mm. Like, this is the real Rocky story. You're like... I don't get what you're doing here. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily... You're saying about, like, bringing up, like, an immigrant boxer from somebody else to be in the new sort of Creed slash Rocky films, Saga, or however they're going to spin out and how that would work from there, which could work really effectively. But again, it's like, it's this idea of he'll give himself that whole white saviour thing again about yeah. it. Rocky Balboa, the the old ex heavyweight champion of the world is going to give this, this young Mexican guy a leg up yeah. because without him, he can never make it on his own. No. In again, in his fantasy, yeah. in his world, whereas in real life, of course he can make it on his own. Mm-hmm. Like, and he has done. He like, just has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fucking weird. It is fucking weird. There's but a like, lot to unpack with this, but the bottom line is, don't go and see this film. I wouldn't. No, we should. We should have seen Ad Astral. We had the option this week. We were gonna, and Indeed. like I would. There was. I was kept seeing loads of like five star reviews and stuff for Ad Astral, and then I saw. I was scrolling through my phone, and I saw a one star review from the Guardian for this. Oh really? And I was just like, it was just after I booked the tickets, and I just went, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I'm like, oh god, and it was like I can't remember whether the headline was something like, yeah, it's a horrible Trumpian fantasy. I was like, really? oh, oh my god, what have I, do- what have I done? And that was like, and I didn't read any more because I was like, I shouldn't have even known that. Oh, but then, dear. like, and then when going into it, it just confirmed everything that I, all my worst thoughts and yeah. feelings based on that one little headline, came true. <laughs> Did Home Alone inspire Rambo Last Blood? IMDb sits down with a cast of Rambo Last Blood to find out if a certain 90s holiday movie inspired the film and who they think Rambo should team up with. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Rambo first. So, present meta score is 33. Um, Rambo Last Blood captures everything that's gone wrong with this action franchise over the years. There's Whitney Seabold from IGN. Uh, Frank Sheck, the Hollywood reporter. The character deserves better and so does the audience. Uh, Ian Freer from Empire. Empire's a big favourite of ours. As a last hurrah for a once great action icon, Rambo Last Blood is a damp squib. Put your headbands at half-mast and remember him from his glory days. Like, he never even wore a fucking headband. What is this? Get out. Cringe. Oh, you go. Peter Bradshaw, someone that I respect as well, from The Guardian. Cringe-makingly written and clunkily directed. Yeah. And evil, the final action sequence runs out of steam after a minute or so. Yeah. Which is true, actually. But, um, yeah, don't go and see it. It's a big load of shit. Um, and, yeah, so... 
That's, that's pretty much a bit, it. Of, bit, of a, bit of a disappointing one so yeah, yeah after a week break know, we, we're back with Rambo and it's a big load of shit I was really excited yeah I was really looking forward to it and they fucked it yeah well I mean I think the bit, the biggest question that remains for me mm. is is this more disappointing and more frustrating and worse than The Predator because mm. we had a very similar thing with the Predator. We went through, we did the whole Predator movies. We never, no, we never released those episodes, did we? That was a bit of a test run for that us. That was our test run. Um, but, and then we went to go and see The Predator. Yeah. And it was fucking dog shit. It was the, one of the worst things I've ever seen. I don't know if this is just as bad. It probably isn't. I don't think anything's as bad. I've had, ah. Oh, I, was, I wake up in cold sweats thinking about the Predator sometimes. I, I just scream. <laughs> so the thing is, I think this film had a little bit more... So this film had a message. Yeah. This film had something to say. This film didn't feature a sex offender. This film wasn't offensive in the way that it made a lot of things. It, <laughs> it, this film was coherently directed, if, as previously mentioned by other reviews, clunkily. Um, but yeah, it's, I think, from a technical standpoint, I think from a technical standpoint, it's better. Um, and I think, um, in fact, I'm not going to use the word better. I'm just going to say less worse. Not as bad. <laughs> it's not as bad. It's as that. less worse. It's less. It's like, it's like my thing about the X-Men films we talked about. It's like, um, Dark Phoenix is not as bad as Apocalypse. Doesn't mean it's better. It's just not as bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's not as bad as The Predator. Yeah. Um, um, but that one was was offensively bad. I feel like when we get to the end of the year and we start doing our roundups, this might be up there as a contender for biggest disappointment of the year. Oh, yeah. So um, far, yes. Uh, well, you say so far. We've only got a couple of months left. We're getting towards the end. I'm fairly confident that this will be the worst. Biggest disappointment? Yeah, probably. Yeah, unless something else comes along in this short amount of time. <laughs> what, Terminator Dark Fate? Like, how, how can no, it... no, 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 no. Terminator Dark Fate can't can't be disappointing because exactly. Your expectations are so low yes. that it's impossible to, to, to. All it can do is pleasantly surprise me. I have or confirm my worst thoughts. <laughs> literally repressed seeing Terminator Genesis. You are absolutely. Convinced we fucking that watched you, it. You are convinced that you and I watched. We this did. Together. We fucking watched it. I don't it. remember a beat of that film. Johnny Courtney, Carl Reese. Sure. Amelia Clark. Yep. It's a big fight sequence on on um fucking Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Yeah. No, okay. I can't honestly. You're not allowed to watch it again just to see because oh, I swear to Come God on. you've watched it. And then it turns out that Matt Smith is Skynet. I th- and I think yeah, Matt Smith is Skynet. Uh, Skynet and... is Genesis. Genesis is on on everyone's phones. Yeah. Um, the doctors aren't paying attention to anyone because they're all just on their phones. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is in it. Is he? 
We, I swear we've had this exact fucking conversation last week, right? <laughs> okay, right, yeah, well, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up and go watch Terminator Genesis. Yeah, so um, socials, you can find us at the Yomcast Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. You can email us at theomcastpod at gmail.com. Yep. If you genuinely have different thoughts about this, I'd be really curious to have sort of like open dialogue about it. I'd yeah, like I feel to like... Because, yeah, as we've talked about, you can't separate the politics in this one. So it will be interesting to see someone who's got an opposite sort of political yeah. leaning to us, what they think of this. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, maybe with there's a bit of, I wouldn't say bias, but it's, we're looking at it from, from we are a looking at from it, Yeah, we yeah. are looking at it from a left-leaning perspective. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. if any of our more sort of conservative or right-leaning friends out there... Mm-hmm. Um, or readers at all, just let us know. Yeah, as with any conversation that we can, will always be willing to be open and have a proper dialogue about it. We're not going to shout or be mean to you or anything or belittle your ideas. It's just good to have conversation. So just let us know. Um, and yeah, if you can leave us uh, a like and review on iTunes, and yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, what's next? Um, next up, I think we're going to try and go and see Ad Astra, as we mentioned, yes. uh, which we should have done tonight in hindsight. But never that mind. That would have been better. Yes, uh, we're hearing good things about that. It's this new um, sort of sci-fi movie with uh, Brad Pitt. We know very little about it apart mm-hmm. from like some some of the basic plot beats, um, but apparently it's great. Um, yeah. I'm hearing nothing but good things, so we're going to go and check that out next week. Um, and I think like the week after that is Joker. Yeah, which I think everyone's very much anticipating at this point. Um, so we've got a good couple of movies coming up. Mm. We'll hopefully wash the taste out of this shite. <laughs> and <laughs> on that note, we'll see you next week. Burn it down. Burn it all down. Burn it down. Let's record a podcast. Yes, let's. So the alleged story is that Arnold Schwarzenegger was putting it out there that he wanted to be in stop or my mom will shoot and then Stallone was offered it and took it because he'd heard the rumour that Schwarzenegger wanted it. Right. But Schwarzenegger didn't want it, it. Yeah. in the slightest at no point and did it as a trick because Schwarzenegger's amazing and is actually like a super intelligent guy and just used to love winding people up and pulling tricks on people. Fuck's sake. So, yeah, that's pretty much how he did it. Uh, and Stallone admits he was like, I, hook, line, and sinker. Just got me. Absolutely got me. Ooh! Ah! Shit! Fuck! Ooh, oh! That hurt. Oh, shit! Oh, fuck! Ooh! 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 That hurt. Oh, oh, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt, he said wistfully to himself, watching Rambo, Last Blood Alone, as he always does.